Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Kubal. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Alicia Clapbeek. How are you doing today, Alicia? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. I got that out. I was like wanting to cough the whole time, but <laughs> it's like my eighth interview. <laughs> That's the and, world right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like um, coaching this week. and We had our first week of summer school. My wife's like, man, your voice, my voice doesn't normally sound like this. So I think people will be able to hear it you know, the, the previous episodes and then probably like seven of them in like a two month period. And all of a sudden you'll hear my voice at the end, <laughs> but yeah. well, I'm so glad that, you know, I could get you on. I, I absolutely love when I, I actually saw, uh, just before we get started, I just wanted to um, say that I did see your um, advertisement for your page um, on Facebook um, and Facebook knows oh. me so well. Um, so I immediately liked your like page. Um, so I was so glad that Facebook recently has been sending me more and more authors. Um, well, it's nice when it actually works, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, then the nice thing is, is I just wanted you to know that this is what's happening and, and the audience too. So I haven't mentioned this yet, but so with their algorithm, what happened was I liked your page um, and then I sent you a message. Um, I started checking out your products and then I actually uh, went over to Amazon and then I came back and the next thing that happened was it sent me, I noticed as I was scrolling, it sent me three other authors with this, this in the same genre. So cool. it was yeah. really cool to see that you, you know, and you were all pretty similar, you know, in terms of, you know, genre. So I sent the other two ladies, um, you know, a message as well. And I actually have one of them coming on possibly the other one um, as well in the next couple of weeks. But it was just nice. cool to me that you know, is clumping you together. And it hasn't done that before. It'll send me, you know, just random people and I'll check mm-hmm. it out. And I'm like, it's not really my thing, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of reading or, you know, or whatever, uh, or in terms of, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe interviewing at certain times, but not generally, but it was just really cool. I just wanted you to know that it was really cool to have it pop up. And then, you know, you were associated with some of these other authors. So yeah, hopefully, awesome. hopefully it's vice versa, right? Where, you know, if I liked one of the other authors, hopefully it's also doing the same thing and putting your advertisement in on other right. people on the page as well. So that's the first time I've ever seen that. So <laughs> I'm like crossing my fingers yeah. for you. So I'm really hoping that they continue to do that because it made it a lot easier to find, you know, authors of the same, you know, um, you know, genre and, you know, relatively the same niche. So yeah, that really that's cool. awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. First time I've ever seen that. Uh, we'll start right with that first question there. It's a fan favorite. Actually, a fan created it, gave it to me early in season one. Uh, what has your writing journey been like up until this point? Um, so I started writing when I was a kid, like a lot of us. Like I was uh, reading all the time and total nerd, dork. <laughs> and I so I wrote as a kid and then I kind of gave it up trying to be like a serious person, like yeah, a yeah. serious business major. And I got my business degree. And anyway, um, long story longer, I went in like the trad route first. So mm. I queried and I got an agent and I shopped manuscripts, but everything moved so slow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there were a lot of like, we want you to write something like this. How about something like this? And I'm like, okay, I. I don't know if I'm a bit of a rebel or I just, I just really don't like people telling me what to do. Like, <laughs> I get that. And my husband and I already run a business. Uh, we run a martial arts studio. Oh, that's And so cool. I kind of know about being an entrepreneur and running a small business anyway. And I'm like, I started listening to um, Joanna Penn's creative pen podcast oh, yeah, every day yeah. when I was exercising. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So 
I went into indie publishing from from there, and I have loved it ever since. It's been great. I do have some trad pub audio, but that's it. Oh, okay. Well, that's excellent. Uh, I'm sorry. What style of martial arts? Uh, we teach MMA, uh, mixed oh, that's martial cool. arts. So oh, like Thai cool. kickboxing, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, Krav Maga. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah. So it's, I know I don't look like it, but I beat up things <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I get, I get that a lot for my students too. I, I, I do Taekwondo. I mean, I, I have two black belts in Taekwondo. I nice. ought to have my black belt really soon when I can go back to the same day classes as they have a new schedule. So it's summer um, uh, for Washington karate. I'm about two ranks away right now. I um, have my blue belt in judo. I'm testing for my Brown as soon as I can heal my back up fully this year. Uh, hopefully um i almost had my blue belt in jujitsu i was just like just shy from getting hurt uh and then it's a the lot pandemic of work happened. yeah and then <laughs> jujitsu is a lot <laughs> yeah 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 i'm like prepping for it again um probably the one i'll finish out with with that in judo but i just started jeet kune do actually um again after like a long hiatus and um yeah it's definitely helping me get looser and, and things like that but people are always like why don't you just write about martial arts i'm like i'm like I'm like, it's just, I was like, when you do something for so long, it feels like work, you know? And I'm like, I like uh, that. Yeah, I know exactly feel. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but just I like... do like to have a lot of fight scenes. So I do use oh, yeah, definitely. experience definitely. and fight scenes and stuff. Yep. So. yep. Well, my friend's like, you should just have this monk and do this or that. I was like, no, I was like, I like to explore other fighting styles or weapon mm-hmm. styles. You know, I said, you won't find me. Yeah, so you won't probably won't find me writing about somebody with a bow staff, you know, because that's mostly what I've done. I'm like, you'll probably find mm-hmm. me with somebody with a spear because I haven't done a lot of spear and I like looking those things up and, and learning know, new stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. yeah, Research yeah. is half the fun of writing. Exactly. Like, to me. Yeah. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a history teacher and a historian. So I just, Oh, I love like, history. I'm a oh, huge man. history nerd. Oh yeah. And I feel like it helps, you know, with martial arts too, you know, the two it's like my friend, mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, he's like, I'm so jealous. He goes, um, actually I was just talking to JCM Byrne about this. Uh, we had an interview last week and, it's like, oh, I'm really jealous, you know, that you're a history teacher. Like you can literally just, he was like, world building must be pretty easy. I'm like, it generally does get a lot easier, you know, when you can do different things. But yeah, he's like, and a martial artist. He's like, I'm really jealous of, you know, that combination. And I started thinking about it more. I'm like, yeah, it does make writing fantasy a, a whole heck of a lot easier, you know, For just sure. in general. But yeah, that's super cool. Well, that's awesome. It's always fun to hear, you know, that, um, you know, people are, you know, still excelling with schools and things like that, you know, especially. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's very years, rewarding. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. It was tough for a little while, but it's yeah. good now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really glad I was very disappointed. Yeah. My soapbox was just very disappointed that, you know, we did not take better care of, you know, instructors and gyms and things. Mm-hmm. I, I remember like I, I was working DoorDash and I had another job and like a teaching job and um, I was working DoorDash and I was making a lot of money and my two of my old instructors were kind of struggling obviously and I haven't been with them either of them in like five years but they're just great people and do amazing mm-hmm. things and I you know people had raised money on like Venmo and stuff so I just like kept sending them money so I'm really happy mm-hmm. that both of them were able That's to, really kind. You know, to make it through the pandemic and they definitely helped me out both at very critical times in my life so yeah. I was very happy to, you know, to help them out. But yeah, yeah, you really see a lot of kindness come out in people. Like, oh, you yeah. know, you wonder why we have to go through these challenges, but that's when you see people really rise to the occasion. That's true. So yeah. we saw a lot of, a lot of uh, help from our 
from our oh, people good. at the school too, which was really kind. Oh, that's good. Good. Glad to hear. I, I always kind of expect it from the martial arts community though, because I feel like we have a much different community. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do like you mentioned though, like with indie though. I do like the indie community though too, because you know, after hurting my back and not being able to do jujitsu, which like other martial arts are you know, they have a similar, but like jujitsu in particular and judo. I yeah. Like it's tough on your back for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, but I feel like it's such a tough sport that, you know, you, you just bond so much closer with the people that yeah. do it. And I really needed something else, you know, in the meantime. And I feel like the indie fantasy and, you know, sci-fi community, just indie writing in general, you know, has really helped to fill that void. You know, I can, right. you know, hang out with people, at least on zoom and stuff or, you know, or, Oh yeah. I've met so many amazing out. people in this career. Like, yeah, yeah. and, and when I see them actually in real life, you know, like yeah. not just online, oh, it's so you're cool. like, Oh my God, you're real. Yeah. It's like a celebrity. <laughs> it is. I get yeah. so excited. I recently just went to a conference in town, Utopia oh, Con, cool. and got to see a couple of my really good um, author oh, buddies cool. and we roomed together and everything. And I was like poking oh. their faces, like, you're real oh my god i'm so jealous like that's my wife like uh we had uh we had originally planned to go um go to the comic-con uh toronto comic-con uh so michael r fletcher like lives that way and uh dirk asher lives in ohio and so they do the wizard warriors and words podcast um with jed hearn and rob j hayes um well those two are you know they're closer to me we're like a triangle and we had planned on going to toronto comic-con and with some other people and i was like i'm gonna get to go with like five of my indie writing heroes you know and um i came up that was when crystal matar was going to or not um but i was like oh, i was so excited and then they closed the border again between oh. and i was it was like a two-hour drive for my work i was like oh, oh no so i'm really really excited now that you know things are hopefully evening back out so this this fall my for wife's sure. like my wife's like so this fall you're gonna be gone that weekend i was like oh i'm gonna be gone i was like i'm gonna yeah. be in toronto i was like you can come with or you know or stay here i said but i'll definitely be gone but yeah i'm I'm very jealous of that, that you got to go. Yeah, do that it was too. wonderful. It's just, oh, there's, awesome. you can't replace seeing people in real yeah, life. No, I, I agree. The podcast only gets me, you know, only sustains me for so long. I have right. to start talking to some people in person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, that's awesome. I, I didn't know that you had, um, you know, um, some of your audio traditionally published too. So that's, that's really good. To yeah, know. I kind of, um, well, I feel like I was kind of teetering on burnout for a little mm. while and I kind of, I felt like I needed to outsource it. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so I, I talked to someone who had worked with Podium mm. and so they introduced me and I've been working with them ever since. So they've done oh, excellent. Um, three of my books, four of my books, I'm sorry, so far. And then there's a couple more that they're going to do for sure. And then we'll, oh, cool. we'll decide on the next series, but they've yeah. been awesome to work with, like super kind and professional and yeah. wonderful, wonderful. And it's been really nice because I still get to make money off of it, but I didn't have any money out of pocket and oh. you know, they're paying me and I, you know, I don't have to do anything else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point in time with my mindset and the, what I was dealing with, with burnout, it was very, yeah. very helpful. So. Oh, that's excellent. I, I it's funny they mentioned that because I keep, keep forgetting to ask my friend um who really wanted to get with podium um and he was doing whatever he could so i i know in the fall he wasn't yet so you have to remember to ask about that but uh, i know a lot of other people have said you know that they've been you know anybody that's worked with them has said you know just stellar things and i personally yeah. feel like that's how you should run a business and um mm-hmm. you know I've, i'm sure we all know so paul paul s kemp um um, he wrote like the Everest, Everest uh, Kale trilogy for Forgotten Realms and 
just so mm-hmm. many things the yeah. hammer and blade series um he actually stopped me from signing with a vanity press probably about 10 years ago and yeah and i'm like you know i'm, I'm cheering for him right yeah see me. <laughs> i i am literally gonna thank him in my you know when i get my first sale I mean, they have I'm their gonna... place don't get me wrong but no yeah yeah. well i mean this one this one in particular though because he was like he was like let me let me talk to some people because this is when wizards of the coast was still publishing forgotten realms novels he's like let me talk to some people i just like randomly messaged on facebook and you know i couldn't believe he responded and then he helped me out he was like yeah he goes that they he goes who i talked to they said it doesn't seem legit and I, it turned out that they weren't um so i was just so oh, wow. happy you know that somebody yeah you dodged the bullet on that one yeah for sure. <laughs> and i you know and i'm not gonna say the company i want to you know make people upset or whatever but you know it was a bigger one out in california um and you know they were trying to pose themselves as something different so it's just nice i'm which i'm sure you've encountered people too it's nice in our community to find people like podium you know who are mm-hmm. just i don't know just always like you said always so friendly always so willing to help and put out a great product i i feel like you know it's it's hard nowadays to still expect that from people um, right you know especially post pandemic i feel like a lot of things have dipped but i've heard nothing but even better things about podium you know since the pandemic so it's it's good to know that you also had that experience. So. Oh yeah. They've really been cool. great. Their communication is great. I mean, I think the number one thing in any kind of business situation is just communication. If you're Amen. just communicating at a respectful level and doing yep. it often enough, most problems will go away. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah, no, that's, that's very, very true. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, I'm glad that's working out for you. That's really good to hear. Um, oh, for our audience. Uh, so what genre genres do you currently write in and why did you choose those? I'm currently writing fantasy romance and um, I mean, there's a lot of definitions of, you know, people can argue about genres just like anything else, but um, I've pretty much always been writing fantasy and it's just been one um, subgenre or another with fantasy. Right now I'm writing fantasy romance just because I, I, the series before that was um, more like romantic fantasy, more like Mm. epic fantasy with a romance subplot. Oh, that's cool. But, I really started getting a lot more fan mail when mm. I had more romance in the later part of the series. Mm. And I enjoy it a lot too. Like most of the uh, stuff I read is fantasy romance, like Sarah J Moss and all of that. Oh, I know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. cliche at this point to mention her, but I really like her. Though, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of people so, do. Yeah. You know, right. Right. So it made sense to me to pivot just a little bit and um, try straight up fantasy romance. Um, so I'll probably just keep playing in that kind of zone, maybe, maybe a little, a little bit of a different point of view or something yeah, like yeah. that. But, but yeah, that's, that's what I like. I just, I enjoy magic and oh, I yeah. enjoy love and I enjoy healthy relationships in books and the banter that you get from enemies to lovers, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, kind, yeah. Of, that's kind of my jam. So yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I like all the tropes and I like how you can take them and twist them and do your own unique thing with it. And. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. The, oh, and of excellent. course, world building is like my favorite because oh, I like yeah. to research. So I like to base it all on something. So oh, I enjoy cool. that side of it too. Well, that's awesome. I um, ruined uh, a couple of uh, friends of mine because I, you know, I had uh, some certain authors on from the same genre and they're like, well, what are you doing? It's a fantasy and sci-fi podcast. I said, yeah. And if you have any sort of romance with fantasy or sci-fi or horror or whatever i said that's fantasy and sci-fi and one of these people well, i'll say it's very random 
um, on Facebook uh, when I put something up about it was like, oh, you know, trying to say that romance doesn't belong with fantasy or, or whatever. Right. Or, or yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> and I was like, I was so I, I blew him, I blew it up for him when I, I he didn't respond for days and then he probably messaged me and said, Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, so I was like, so my favorite movie and your favorite movie, because I had seen him say something was Empire Strikes Back. And then he goes, Yeah, yeah. I said, Okay. I said, So are you trying to tell me that the romance between Han and Leia? in that sci-fi movie did not help drive the plot and he goes just like oh no and then i said <laughs> and because i know he loves george lucas and steven spielberg i said now let's talk about willow i said when you have like yeah. sorsha you know and mad mortigan i said that had to be one of the most romantic things i've ever seen you know where she literally throws everything she's known and you know and granted her mom's a bad person but still is her mother right you know and literally just like goes over to the other side and I was like right. in the moment where they like you know connect and literally just like are killing all the people in between them to get to one another I was like that was pretty romantic and he was just like you son of a gun <laughs> <laughs> you've done it yeah and I you know and I well, mentioned Lord of the Rings do... you know like with you know Aragorn right. and you know Liv Tyler you know romance or... is relatable to exactly like, yep. not all of us get to swing a sword I mean I do because I have some That's but fair. like not everybody gets to do this and we can't do magic and like, yeah, you know, yeah. but love, all of us get to experience yep. and it's a joyous thing usually, or it's dramatic at least. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think it's great. Love makes the world go around. So I yeah. love including romance in my books. It definitely, it intrigues me. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, romance writers get a lot of flack for sure, well, that's but like, um, that's all right. We don't care. <laughs> well, it's like, um, I was just talking in a Star Wars um, like TikTok group or whatever somewhere on Facebook and it was um, The Courtship of Princess Leia and I forget who the author was. I'm feeling so bad right now. But it had to be one of the best Star Wars books I've ever read and it was literally like, so Princess Leia has to choose in like the Republic and she's being pressured um, to make a, um, oh, oh, it's Dethamer, like where the Rancors are from and they're like pressuring her to marry this like one prince or whatever is it or whatever is or and she like doesn't want to because she's in love with Han and right. I I was 13 and I remember being at my best friend at the time's birthday party and I had to keep reading I just I was oh. so engrossed you know and I must have finished that in like maybe eight hours you know and I love it and, That's and, and a lot of people were like oh this is the worst Star Wars book and I'm like no, it's one of the best because instead of just having violence or the force or whatever, I'm like, here we have somebody that has to make a decision. And I mean, it was just, it really got to me, you know, and right, it was, right. It was well, one of I the think best too ones. that romance is like inherently character driven. I agree, and that totally me to it as well, because yeah. you can't have, like, I actually love plot. Like I love plot. I love action. I'm not like my books are very commercial. Like that's what I like, but <laughs> If you if you start with romance and you're plotting from a romance perspective, it's always character driven because yeah. that's why it's considered fantasy romance and not yeah. just a romantic subplot. But even when you have a subplot, it can help that character, you know, derived motivation yeah. and not make it too like from the outside external kind of no, totally. uh, propelling us forward. So I like yeah. that element of it, too. Yeah. Well, I said to him, I was like, I said to a couple of people, I was like, there's always guys. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just like. I was like, I just, I was like, I guess I can see why you're 
girlfriends and wives don't want to spend time with you. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, you what, said that, not me. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Cause I was, well, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, one guy like said, I was like, maybe you need to like try to sweep your way, you know, girlfriend off your feet over. I was like, bring us some flowers or something. I was like, I don't know. Like that's write right. a nice note or something. <laughs> I'm just like, it just, I just was like, shook my head. I'm like, oh man. Um, yeah. But I, I just think it's interesting because any great story movie or whatever, you know, that, you know, Iron Man's a great example. Sorry if nobody's seen, you know, Endgame, but, you know, that was just like Pepper's look to him, you know, to Tony, and he just does the nod and does right. the thing it makes you care about them because oh my someone God. cares for them. Right? I cried. Like... My buddy and I were both like crying. We were both <laughs> just like, I'm like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You good? And, you know, and we're pretty manly men, as I consider. And, we, I mean, it Man just, enough it, to cry. I like yeah, that. it just it crushed be. me. <laughs> it crushed me. And I, I just watched the, the, you know, the that scene recently, and I just don't think. And this is my point to a couple people I talked to recently. A couple guys, I was like, I don't think that that would have had as much impact if it hadn't have been the look between him and his wife. And like, mm-hmm. I'm married, you know. And I was just thinking, if I were in that circumstance, and right. that's why I was blubbering like a baby, you know. And so I just and that's that relatable element again exactly right? you know? yep, exactly you can put yourself in their shoes more because you've had a relationship or you've wanted one you know yep. yeah yep yeah totally yeah it's always interesting when people say that I'm just like I don't know <laughs> I think anything <laughs> great that I've ever read with fantasy or sci-fi has had a great romance in it you know and right. I consider that romance so sorry if anybody doesn't like that but that's the truth so to each their own it's yeah fine. exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, for that third one there. So what is your kingdoms of lore series about and how did you come up with this idea? Um, it is a fantasy romance of standalones with that follow a different couple with each book, but they're interconnected. So by the time you get to the end, you've seen everybody heavy cameo action um, cool. <laughs> and they tie together for an overarching villain. Um, I got that idea. Gosh, it's kind of an amalgam of things. I mm. usually end up having some weird dream and it makes me oh, think of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, and music also really inspires me. So oh, cool. I, and I also was thoroughly obsessed with The Last Kingdom um, that I'm like, cause I'm a history nerd. Speaking so, like, of romance, lead, <laughs> speaking <right>? of romance. <laughs> the lead in Enchanting the Elven Mage. I mean, mm. he is, he's so Uhtred guys. He just, he is I did like oh. he's not he's different he's a completely different backstory and setup but um completely different story but he's very Uchardy because I liked how he was like this strong leader and a little bit reckless at least at the beginning of the yeah. series but he also had such a like heart for justice and yep. for helping people and to yep. be really honest like he wasn't afraid to be vulnerable but then also chop somebody's head off I like those things like yeah. I I just really appreciated the depth of character. Um, and so when I was writing this book, it was it was kind of an amalgam of all those things. Something I dreamt, something I heard, you know, listening to music and it, the lyrics inspire me when I'm watching on TV. Mm. Sometimes it's a specific thing, but mostly my books are like that. It's just mm. kind of a lot of things feeding into that. Um, and it's also inspired by Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's um, cool. I don't really... I don't usually like retellings, like everyone can like what they want to like, but I don't want to read a retelling usually because I know exactly how it's going to play out, yeah, but yeah. good retellings, of course, don't 
don't usually do that. But I just wanted to kind of be loosely inspired by some of the story elements and Mm. see if I could twist them in a different way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just was like kind of a fun writing challenge. Um, So if anybody reads that, you'll you'll definitely see it in there. I mean, the lead character's name is Aurora, you know, I mean, (laughs) and he's Philip. Um, But aside from the names, you'll see like some weaver magic in there, uh, which I I use some old folklore combined with what I would think that that witch would do. And just just a lot of those Sleeping Beauty elements are in there. So each one of the books in that series is loosely inspired um, by a fairy tale. So the second one is Robin Hood and the third one is Beauty and the Beast. Um, That's actually that's always a really popular one. You know, there's like a million beating the beast inspired yeah, stories, yeah, yeah. but I think that touches on a lot of universal fantasies for women. So I think that's a psychological thing too. So why not write it? It's good. Yeah. People want it. So, oh, um, cool. but yeah, that's, that's that series. Uh, and I just released another book in that series called enchanting the dryad prince, because I'm obsessed with trees for sure. Oh, I feel um, that. I loved like the Ents and Lord of the Rings, you know. Oh my! So, I always, my wife always laughs because when we have a long walk somewhere, I'm like, "It's the last walk of the Kubals." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she hasn't even seen Lord of the Rings, but she knows like what that scene is because I just love it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. I, that one I wrote and I released actually into an anthology called Kingdoms of Night. So it's in an anthology with some friends right now. Oh, that's um, cool. But yeah, so that's a little bit about that. <laughs> I, I was just, your question. <laughs> well, well, so it was it was just so hard for for which I like having an author where it's hard. It was just really hard for me to pick. Usually I'm like trying to pick something, but um I was like going through, you know, like your Amazon or sorry, yeah, your Amazon profile and Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's a really good one to ask a question on? And um that seemed to be a really good one because it just seemed really interesting from a writer standpoint, a reader standpoint, and an advertising standpoint. Um, right. It just seemed like you had a lot there, you know, with some really, really cool ideas. Um, and I don't know, I personally like all those things that you said. <laughs> I love, love <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. I think that's a really cool legend. And Weavers, when you said Weavers, I like almost died. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because yeah, um, I love just saw I love any kind of like witchy folklore. Yeah, I love yeah. that kind of thing. So I always cool. have a little bit of that in my books and usually dragons or wyverns or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. um yeah, anyway, it's it's your typical kind of high fantasy uh and turns into more epic uh fantasy as it moves forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a fantasy romance. So it has a lot of those like some fantasy romance doesn't have as much um battle action, but I really like a good battle, at least one. Oh yeah. So I enjoy that kind of that's always my favorite part in books. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I always have a lot of that too. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. And it's fun to see the different types of magic. Like if I, I uh, mm. work off an elemental magic system in oh, that series. Cool. Um, and it's fun to play with how that's working with the environment and the setting. Like, where are they? What, what are their resources mm. here? What can they use? So it's oh, kind of also really like a cool. fun puzzle yeah. to figure out. Like this mm. person's going to work really well here, but they're not going to have anything to do over here. Mm. So what are they going to do? You know? So oh, that's cool. it's kind of fun. Yeah, that would be really fun from a writer's standpoint. Got me thinking. You also blew my mind <laughs> when you said, when you're talking about Uhtred, because like my novella right now, and I got this urban fantasy, like monster character, or monster hunter, and he's an ex-recon Marine. I've done horrible things to him in the first trilogy. I feel of novellas. I feel so bad. It's going to make a good story. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for him. But um, much like Robin Hobbs, um, 
Oh, I'm totally blanking on um, Fitz. Assassin's Apprentice. Yeah, yeah Fitz. Fitz. Like, much like Fitz, books. I promise that whatever bad I do to this young man, Nathaniel, it will get so much better by the end. Um, right. But yeah, I, but I just, you just blew my mind. I didn't realize why he's got a ponytail and he's kind of Nordic and, you know, has that thing and why he's, um, got a sword on his back and why he I was <laughs> See, thinking the things we like sneak into our books yeah. big time well I was so thinking that I was writing him to be more like me in an urban fantasy setting because I you know I really like certain things and I have a tendency to do the right thing even though it sometimes screws me over um mm-hmm. particularly in my career because I'll just tell people the <laughs> truth um a teacher so I try and do things for the students and I don't kiss anybody's butt um so sometimes right. you know that hurts and uh myself but it's good for the kids but I thought that I was writing the character to be more like me but now I'm thinking that I was writing him to be more like me because I I connect with Uhtred so well mm-hmm. with a lot of those things like if you mess with a kid one of my children at my school right. like you, you better just go walk the other way you know and I I get that and I really mm-hmm. like like you said like he is really strong right and he's reckless at times but at the same time you know you know he's got such a sweet vulnerable mm-hmm. side you know that he only shows like towards his men you know like I just love the interaction oh I love the and, relationship yes, yes I love oh. a dude relationship because they're so and that's gross. <laughs> I've got this little knot of um, two of them are brothers, but the other ones are just friends like in that series. And I get, I get fan mail about just them hanging out. Like, can oh, we just so hang cool. out with the guys? Because they, I mean, teaching martial arts and being in this business for a long time with my husband, I've hung out with a lot of dudes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, and I've seen these really great relationships he's had. And, and I like seeing that in books. Um, I also obviously like doing that with, with my female characters as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think friendship is also a super, super important part of my books. Mm. Um, I always want to include that sort of thing because I feel like people need to know that you can have a relationship like this. Like, don't let that person treat you like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what you should be aiming for, you know? Yeah. So anyway well I, my i was always tease my buddy because uh my one friend hasn't seen the last kingdom yet so i'm always teasing him and um but my other friend has so like we're always like joking i'm like um oh my gosh uh you know he'll he'll just like say somebody's name he'll be like he'll be like you're like my utrid and i'll be like you're like my so-and-so and like mm-hmm. it's just so funny that my other our other friends like i haven't seen that show yet i'm like you have netflix like I was like, you're acting like, yeah, I was like, you're acting like we're like twisting your arm. I'm like, we're trying to help you have one of the best experiences of your cinematic life here, you know, especially now it that it's just show so is well gonna, done. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yeah, everybody I'll just turn this just, whole podcast into a fan show about, oh my God, I don't care. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I, you know, I have quite a few people where I've talked where they're like, we need to just have a, a last kingdom talk now that I've like finished yes. the show and everything. And I was like, oh my God, that would be really fun. So I have to put you down for that too. Cause It'd be really fun because we were talking, oh uh, dissecting, you know, the seasons, episodes, characters and things. Things. I mean, like they have a like, fighting and... nun that makes right? me so happy. <laughs> She's so, I, I just, and I love how, I love how. Uchi and their relationship like, is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's like the oldest, older sister that he never had or, you know, or younger, whatever. It. Yeah. And I, lo- I always love where he's like, you're too good for God. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like from a guy that like 
kind of believes in God, but doesn't really. I'm like, that's a pretty big compliment. And I just like how he respects her. And, you know, you expect him to be like this chauvinistic pig, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just, but he's not at all, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love reading the books. I'm actually on the the Pale Horseman um, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm like, I'm excited now that the show is done because I, I had started with the show. So I wanted that to be done so that then and have a little bit of time so that then I'd forget some things so I could really right. enjoy the books. But yeah, we well, can turn this all like, I read Just the Last Kingdom years mm. and years ago. Oh, like, man. I don't know when that came out, but my paperback is ancient. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like I was I think it came out like I might have been in like middle school. I, I'm pretty sure one of the authors I talked to him and I are the same age. He might be a year older than me. But I, I think I was like seventh grade. So I think it was like maybe 2000, 2001. Uh, I remember it was right around like 9-11 when I had a friend reading it, which I had thought yeah. it was a little bit older, but I think it was right around that time. But right. yeah, I mean, that's a one I'm really anxious to, um, to you know, to really finish the series um, and get yeah, caught up. I with. can definitely see myself going back and reading that again. I yeah, used to read all one. before I got into, like I read fantasy as a kid. And then I read historical fiction. Mm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And now I'm reading fantasy again with some historical fiction. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's definitely one of my genres that I love. For oh, sure. Yeah. I started with historical fiction. So I just, I love when somebody does like a really good, like I'm writing a, like a historical urban fantasy with uh, the lost Roman Legion and the encounter oh, cool. zombies. Yeah. Then I get like, did you watch leftovers. that movie? It wasn't great, but I still liked it. The Eagle. I did. I did. I saw the Eagle <laughs> and I saw the, without well, the other one too, that was like even less than that um, was like a B movie kind of thing, but it was like, I mean, the there are parts of the Eagle I loved. Oh, I oh, never yeah. saw that one. I don't think, but there were, it there was were cheesy, parts of the Eagle but... I loved just because you never get to see it. Yeah. Yep. No, you know totally what I mean? True. Like, yeah, yeah but look, but look, but it's, this is not a great movie, but look, (laughs) (laughs) I want to like it so bad. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was, I was like, I went and I was like, all right. And then I remember my buddy and I went and saw something else that was historical fiction at that time. And I can't remember what it was. I think it was almost like the same time that Troy and something else came out. And so we went to that instead or after, I think we literally went right into the other movie and awesome. our minds were blown and I was like, okay. And I was just like, all right, but yeah. So maybe one of these days, maybe people will like my historical urban fantasy and they'll make a movie about that. But that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, be cool. uh, speaking of world building. So you mentioned world building. Uh, so what is your philosophy when it comes to world building? And I guess what I mean by that is like, I always, so with history, like, I always like think of, I guess it's because I really like Oblivion, Skyrim, and Morrowind. I always think of like what different factions or magic system, um, how do those factions use the magic system, mm-hmm. um, like kind of things like that. I guess I, I start thinking, I guess I just always start with those two things, uh, but, or maybe like a class of people that I like in particular that the character mm-hmm. can be from, uh, and then kind of go from there. But when it comes to your world building, like what, what's the first place that you start? I feel like that's I I usually start (laughs) and um if you're a student don't do this but I start on Wikipedia (laughs) but I'm looking at (laughs) right 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 um I'm kind of like to look for niche cultures like small Mm. places that have been sort of isolated so they still retain Mm. some of those old traditions um like in Dragon's Rising I was studying and 
And if I ever say anything disrespectful about any culture, just fault my dumbness. <laughs> you like dumbness. There it is. <laughs> Perfect. Um, because I just adore studying other cultures. Like mm. I love it. I should have gone into anthropology, like mm. honestly, because I took one anthropology course in college when I was getting ready to go into grad school. And I was like, oh, this is what I wanted to <laughs> study. Like, and it would have been great for writing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Too late. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I usually pick out some kind of niche culture. Like for my Dragons Rising series, I was looking at Basque country. Oh, and, yeah. And um, all of like the political stuff there and their folklore there, um, their flags, their what do they drink? What is the regular food? Why do they have that food? And what weird jobs does that create that I have never seen before mm. in Nashville, Tennessee? Because, you know, there's just different, different ways of life that I yeah. don't even know that exist. You know, even though I've traveled the world, there's so much to see and there's so many things mm. we don't know about. So I love learning something new. So I usually start with that, like some kind of culture I'm not super familiar with, yeah, yeah. Um, or I visited briefly or, I've just heard about somewhere mm. um, and I start there and then I just start look, thinking about who lives there and what their lives are like. And then I start layering in the fantasy kind of elements to it. Like, okay, they do this, but there's this other culture I heard about that did this. Mm. And if I did this with that, that could actually be a form of magic. So I start oh, kind fun. of like patchworking different things together. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of it's just me making it up because, you know, that's how it's unique, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, either that, or I start with a point in history mm. um, because like I said, I love history. Like, um, like my planes of sand and steel, which is um, book three in my uncommon world series is based on the story of Shajal Alder oh, okay. during the Mamluk Sultanate. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good one right there. That's a good time yeah, period. I mean, <laughs> There's That's these a good idea. baddies coming at him, right? Yeah. And her husband dies and she hides his body and wins the battle. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I love that. <laughs> so I did my own version of it. It's definitely not the story of Shajal Adur anymore, but there is a woman, her husband dies. That happens at the beginning and she has That's to run this battle. Um, so it's not, it's not in the same area of the world. It's that area was a little more made up, but I got, different um inspiration from different places mm. uh, some of that was mongolia some of that was syria like it's just all over like how do they do their crops like when you're a walled city in an arid environment yeah, oh yeah. they have these pots and that's how they keep them underground and that's how they watered their plants back then because i i usually write medieval so there's not mm. a lot of tech going on oh yeah um yeah. So then I thought, oh, we can use those actually as explosives. That would work as an explosive. So they have those on oh, hand. So it just kind of grows after that. Yeah. Um, but it's my favorite part. I really could just keep doing that and never write a book and be really happy. It'd be fine. <laughs> Some of us have done that for years. <laughs> well, right. That's called a bad month. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> my friend was like, at one point, it's like, so how many pages of your like encyclopedia of your fantasy world do you have? And I was like, like 30 and he's like well, how many words is that i was like oh it's like hundred thousand <laughs> it's mind your own business number that's yeah, right <laughs> i was like i'm trying to be the iceberg you know and i would always quote that and i think yeah. really it was just like i just didn't have the the right tools to you know finish writing anything yet and i feel like right. a lot of, like a kid a kid asked me the other day in class was like which i think it's it's just it's nice to you know to ask other authors this question um, because that you know we're all different and you know yeah for sure he asked me he's like well where, where do I start and I'm like well 
it depends on you. <laughs> I felt like that was a very Yoda answer. And I was just like, <laughs> right. You know, like on you, it depends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, but you know, we, we kind of narrowed it down. I said, well, what do you like? I said, I always love art. I was originally going to be an illustrator. And I said, I go and I, I'll see some, like something, you know, a picture, a painting, a warrior, uh, yeah. you know, like there was this, what there's this one painting from a game and it's this like jade female warrior in this jade armor. And it's like, cool. dra- I mean, it's so cool. And I came up with the coolest character for her. And she's got this like jade sword. And I'm just like, the whole world started to come to me. And I was like, right. stop, stop, stop. Because I was like, I'm writing all these other things, but I can't wait to go back <laughs> to her. And she was like speaking to me. And, um, but there were these like, kind of like, um, like, like forgotten realms. Uh, I forget what they call and other things, but like the sanguine, they're like the, like the, oh, kind of like the fishmen or whatever. Um, they right. kind of like the lizard face, you know? Um, uh-huh. And they're, they're in there and there's two of them facing her. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I was like, this would be like the coolest story that, you know, her like aquatic, I don't know, like Asian kingdom is being, you know, invaded by them. And so I said to him, I was like, I always start with art personally. And it gives me an idea. Art's an awesome place to start. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and I said, I'll write a character, something about a character, whatever comes to mind, you know? So her, I wrote a battle um, where, you know, she was, it was like a smaller skirmish or something where she has to fight these creatures off a boat, you know? And then all of a sudden it just came from there. And I've had to stop myself um to try and finish my other things but so I kind of was like well it's kind of like that I said some of my friends like you who you know do a, a time in history or you know start with a group or you know, I just I told them I, was like, I just think you need to figure out what it is you what that's interesting you know to you and then kind of go from there but it's yeah interesting you just trying how... to kind of follow your curiosity yeah, and then yeah. you end up with a book that's so you that no yep. one else could could do you know that's a great way to put it I just always find it so interesting talking to so many authors like yourself where it's like we all do the same thing but it's in such different ways you know right and my um oh my gosh because I had like seven authors this week I think it was Angela Henry had mentioned in our interview this week where she was like isn't it crazy how you know like oh so yeah it was her and I because I talked about doing a panel I want to I want someone to give me a world building idea a character idea and a faction and a conflict and I want it to be the same idea and let's say that you and I are the authors that come and we we write our own separate stories like let's say it's like short stories or whatever or novella and then come together and it's the same idea but we see how both of us write it differently right Right. And I just want to do that exercise at some point with some really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'd be so interesting to, cause we were debating that question this week. Like, why is it that, you know, like we've all done the same thing, but it's just, it's completely different. Like, like how can you have, you know, you only have 26, you know, letters in the alphabet for English. It's like, how on earth could we come up with these, you know, 10,000, 10,000 books a day are sold on Amazon Kindle you know, whatever, or, you Humans know, have, can be terrible, but we can also be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, I think it really shows. I actually mentioned that this week. I said, I, you know, my kids were, we were studying ancient history and the crappy things. And I said, you know, I, I mentioned that. And I said, I think it really shows, you know, human potential, you know, really mm-hmm. is really boundless when you think about it. But yeah, right. It's, right. It's funny that you said that. Cause I feel like with certain stories, I like to do that. Like, you know, I like, I like the, the veteran or just a very interesting group of people to me. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and I took a lot of their um, culture. I basically just did them and just put a different name on them. Cause I just thought they were so cool. And 
Um, I have this. I studied their like wool oh. tents and how yes. the water makes them swell. Yes. So they... Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I had to stop researching them because then I stopped writing for a while. So I was like, well, I'm going to finish writing the book and then I'll go back and add more things for them. But they are just like absolutely fascinating to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely get you there. I had learned one thing about them and I was like, oh, they're definitely going to be like the whole group of people uh, in this book. So yeah, yeah. because it's just such a specific way of life. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people have no like know about them, you know, and those things. So it's not like your typical, you know, like um you know european fantasy or whatever right. you know um, right and there was this one group too i um like wizard of earth sea where it was like the book three where jed and his like apprentice or the boys with him and they meet the so they meet this like roaming band of um seafaring people that literally have these raft like this big raft city and they follow the these giant whales and yeah because it's like water world yes <laughs> yes and i was like were there any people that actually did that and i forget their names but I, there is an actual people that um um the writer you know like she got that from um ursa kayla gwen and i was i started researching them and i was like their way of life sounds more fantasy than what she came up with like right <laughs> it, it was so so cool it was like an yeah, Indonesia you find or the something. craziest things like things you couldn't even make up you're like yep. whoa this really exists yeah. like yeah well wow. it's like truth is stranger than fiction right it's just like it is yeah it's that's really why crazy. fantasy i mean like i mean using history and like mm. i mean it's just such a good jumping off point yeah it's, yeah it gives you so much to work from it's oh, so totally. cool yeah, totally. <laughs> um, well, that was a really good answer. Uh, so what is one writing tool or strategy that you could not live without? Mm-hmm. My process is pretty simple. So like, I mean, I use like a beat sheet or, mm. <laughs> you know, like, no, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do a really skeletal plot. And then I just write and I usually write linearly unless I'm struggling and then I skip to like a makeout scene or a battle scene, <laughs> you know, but um, I do use Pinterest for myself a lot. Ooh, a I don't one. actually promote it much. Like I think I have like five followers, literally <laughs> like I've, I've never used it. I always forget to even share my boards, <laughs> but for me, they're like important because I just put pictures on there that inspire a certain tone yeah, yeah, yeah. or a setting or a certain scene. Um, I just, you know, at that point, once I've got kind of a story in my head and I start looking those things up, it just helps me flesh it out a little bit more visually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would not want to have to write without Pinterest. I really do appreciate that one. platform. That's a really good one. I've seen, a, I've heard a lot of authors recently where I um, have been listening to different podcasts. You're probably the fourth author to say that um and you know within the last week that i've heard um you know and pinterest is one that i used to use a lot and i would get so lost i, I had to set a timer i'm like okay i'm only gonna yeah, find for sure five characters in mm-hmm. 15 minutes and then i you know two hours goes by yeah i deleted it from my phone yeah i deleted it from my phone because i have no self-control the artist in me is just like oh that's so cool but yeah, that's a really good one. I, I had not considered that. And I did not think that was uh, one that somebody would say on here. So that, but that's a really, I, I really good one. I also use, um, I use brain FM. Oh, too. I and I know a lot really of good. people do that. Yeah. That yeah. definitely helps me because they have the, like, 
weird trippy beats or something yeah, that does yeah, something yeah. to your brain and you can pick like deep focus for like editing or yeah. you can do like creative flow and it, it's all instrumental and it, it keeps you from being interrupted. Mm. Um, so I really like that too. So that's a good one. I'm, I'm I cheated. I gave you two. Well, that's fine. Cause I, you know, I keep forgetting to, to try that one out and I've had like three people recently, um, you know, suggest that to me and I just, I keep forgetting. So I'm actually gonna have to go do that for my setting, second writing session tonight. Cause that's a really <laughs> good one. Cause now I, I used to be able to write with words like 90 songs. And now I found that I get distracted too easily. Um, which is weird how I was totally fine for like, you know, like five years. And all of a sudden now it's like, you know, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of instrumentals and I feel like it's kind of hard to find, you know, specific ones that I like. So I think that's a really right. good idea. Yeah. yeah I mean, I normally like to make a playlist for whatever mm. scene I'm writing or whatever book. And, but sometimes you just need something to help you focus real quick yeah. <laughs> and oh, totally. you get a little tired of those songs sometimes. Yeah, so I yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. All right. So my favorite question is uh, the graphic designer in me. I blame my mother because my mother's an interior designer and taught me how to my do graphic design. My mom's an design. artist too. Oh, that's crazy. That's super cool. Uh, so who does your book covers and how do you go about deciding there are common themes within like the trilogy or series? Because yours were done really well. I feel like a lot of people I see, they're kind of book one's here in this style and book two's here. And I personally love when they're matching and there's a common theme and I right. Like I saw it yeah. Now. It actually bothers me that not all mine are exactly like, like that bothers me. <laughs> like I'm not a perfectionist person at all. Like if you can see my, I mean, I'm an eclectic things go everywhere kind of, but that bothers me that they don't all match. But anyway, mm. I digress. I usually pick out a cover designer for a series. So I think I've used a different cover designer for every single series. Oh, okay. um, I just try to keep it similar in that. Usually it's a person or a couple you know, and, and keep it at least that. Um, mm. But usually I'm talking to other authors that are maybe a little bit farther down the road than me. And I talk to them about what they feel like the market um, wants to see in a book cover, mm. what will help sales. Good because idea. my personal taste, like I really like um, object covers and typography mm. covers. Um, but what sells are people covers in my genre. Yeah. Um, now, not necessarily on TikTok. That's a whole new ball game that has yeah, caused yeah. A, a wonderful disruption. I love it. I think mm. that passion for books over there is fantastic. Oh, so yeah. I'm not downing that at all. But yeah, they t they seem to like the symbol and type of sure, covers. Yeah. But but my biggest income is from ebooks, so I need to pay attention to not just one audience that likes yeah, one yeah. thing when all these other ones, I have data to prove they like these other ones, you know? So, um, but yeah, I usually go on um, referrals. I mm. talk to people and say, I like this cover who did it for you or, or do you have anybody in mind that I can look at their portfolio? Um, that kind of thing. And I mean, it's great. I'm always so in awe of anyone who can do that stuff because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally that person that's like, oh, I can learn how to do this. And I like <laughs> pull up Procreate on my daughter's iPad and, oh, man. and she's like, uh, mom, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, you're correct. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so I have so much respect for cover designers, oh, uh, yeah. for character art. I, and the, a lot of the stuff too, I get off Instagram. So so I have teenagers, so they teach me how to do things. So my daughter taught me how to search on Instagram, <laughs> like for people that are, you know, beginning artists and stuff like that. So sometimes I can get somebody new and kind of give them 
you know, a start and do some character art just free for my newsletter or something like that. Or I'll find people that are more experienced because I'm not going to take really a gamble on a book cover. That's yeah, too, yeah. you know, for my business. So I usually just use referrals for book covers. Mm. So, but, well, they all look um, really good. Story Wrappers did the Kingdoms of Lore series. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and then the Kingdoms of Lore Underworld was by Alarim, who is on Fiverr. No. 99 designs. I should know that. Ooh, <laughs> I, I got to say so a couple of the 99 designs that I just saw come out like within the last week with some newer um, covers. Like I had already looked at a couple of people on there, but three of them just came out recently and I, I, I saved them. I was like, these are absolutely brilliant. There's yeah. one in particular. I was just like, I can't believe that anybody came up with this idea. I was just like <laughs> astounded. So that's a good one. Yeah, I mean it's and it's fun too. That's another rabbit hole too, for sure oh, for me. Yeah, yeah. Is to start looking at cover designers' portfolios because yep. I'm like, oh, this is cute. I've picked out book four in a series I haven't even plotted book one <laughs> for. Good job. Get back to work, woman. So yeah, I, I love it. It's it's a really fun part of the job. And every there's so many talented people out there. It's amazing oh, yeah. for me. Like um, AC graphics and cover dungeon did my print version of my kingdoms of lore underworld series oh cool um because i wanted to do a different version for print uh Mm. versus ebook um just because those tend to be two different markets so jury's still out on how that went it's hard to know because it i don't know but we'll see we'll see how it turns out yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's cool but yeah well the graphic designer in me really liked uh, my I've just seen so many people where it's like the book one in a trilogy looks complete. like I did this artist and I did this artist for book two and three and yours were all like really consistent. Um, yeah. So I looked at one set and I was like, oh, those are really cool. You know, they're very stunning images. They match really well. And then I saw another one. I was like, oh, those look really good too. And I think I got to like four of your series, mm-hmm. you know, or trilogies. And I was like, oh, this looks really this looks-. I was like, I didn't really know which one to ask about. So I was like, these all look really good. But, you know, I've seen a lot of Book, that's all I do is study book covers, um, you know, partly in blurbs and things. But yeah, they looked really, really good. So yeah, the curious. hard part is, is like when you get somebody, this is really true for character art too, because I think character art is really an important element of our marketing packages. Yep. But once once somebody, like everyone finds out they're good, they get all booked up. <laughs> yep. You have to go find somebody else. That's so my artist. Torn. Yeah, yep. when someone's like, who did that picture for you? I'm like, can you like dm me <laughs> like i'll tell you but maybe don't yep. tell 900 people <laughs> like, yep. which is the wrong attitude i know i know well it's but, hard right it's you know conundrum. it's hard not to be greedy right yeah, like, yeah they're so good <laughs> yeah like i had a guy you know 160 for digital art and it's absolutely amazing and he did three things for my website and i was like oh, i need like three more things done well now he's like completely booked and you know, yeah, exactly. I had referred people to him and, you know, my friend was like, you I mean, it's a great that. problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But... I was just like, well, I was like, I, you know, I was like, he wants to do well too. And I was like, I was like, he probably won't be able to do art anymore if I, you know, d- me and other people don't refer him. So I was right. glad to see that he's doing really well, but you know, what, yeah. what very, very well deserved his craft has gotten a lot better in the last two, two years to an absolute, the one I just saw recently, he's like, Oh yeah, I just did this random thing for this person. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't even care if you want like triple. I always I was trying to give him like a tip or something. He's like, Yeah, oh, just this. If and they're I'm too like, low. 
Uh Yeah. And I'm like, I think it's too low. And, you know, so I kept trying to order things from him, um, you know, to help him out and stuff. But yeah, I just, it's, it's amazing what people can do, but yeah, it is really hard when you find somebody good because you start cheering them and then everybody else finds them. And then all of a sudden you can't afford them anymore. So well, yeah. that happens too sometimes. And, you know, I respect them raising their prices for sure. But, oh, for but sure, sometimes for it sure. ends up that it's out of my budget. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how much this is going to bring in or whatever. Yep. That, that oh, has yeah. happened as well, for sure, to me. <laughs> well, I always tease Felix Ortiz and, you know, and Shanti King. And there's like a great duo, like one of the best right now in any traditional or indie publishing business. And I'm always teasing Felix. I'm like, as soon as I win the lottery, I was like, you guys, gonna, I'm just going to book you guys. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna hire you for my and i'm gonna do like an old forgotten realms or Dragonlance type of thing and i was telling all my friends i was like who wants to come writing for me in my fantasy world i was like you 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 and you and i was like i'm just gonna pay everybody a buttload and uh yeah it's just like oh that's like the dream <laughs> that would be very fun that yeah, great. yeah i'd be like my friend was like oh i could just see you being like the you know the head like elon musk of uh you know fantasy <laughs> series like a big fantasy series and now i can't get out of my head so uh but that's super cool though that's that's awesome uh so who are some authors that after you read them you're just like okay i had to put this book down and now i have to write oh um wow so my one author that really inspires me is maggie steve otter Ooh. and she writes more literary YA fantasy so that's not even what I write but but it has elements of like folk magic in it and the way that she weaves history into her and I just like the words like she's just so lyrical like I I'll read something I'll just like I just listened to her um bravely that she did for Disney oh yep yep yep. so it was kind of a younger thing that's not really my books are older for sure Mm -hmm. but um but it was like younger YA, but just her language, just, I just want to roll around in her words. Like, yeah, I love yeah, them. Yeah. like just the way she phrases things and evokes emotion and the, even just the rhythm of the sentences, like it's like poetry. Like, I just love it. But her Scorpio races is like my mm. all time favorite book just for me to read. I reread that book. Um, I also uh, really like Lori Forrest. Oh, uh, she yeah. wrote the black witch yep, series yep. yeah um i'm actually getting ready to read demon tide so i'm not quite caught up Ooh. but that did come out this year so i'm not too far behind <laughs> um i just really like how she does like i always have a lot of different fantasy creatures in my book like dragon shifter and the dragon and oh, <laughs> a wyvern cool. and um i have just a lot of different types like a water mage and a fae and you know i I enjoy that. Um, and her series is a lot like that. So I like seeing how she does that. Um, and her ability to put you in the setting is just God tier. She's so good at it. Like just those little tiny elements where you're not reading five pages of description, but she does just those couple of sentences. And for some reason they're so like the imagery is just like spot on. Mm. So I, she really inspires me to you. You're like the third person to mention her. Um, like this season so far so that's really fun oh really wow <laughs> i actually like got girl. Oh. book one <laughs> i think i got book one like the other day it was like on sale um for kindle and i was like really like i think it was like 99 cents or something it might have been a couple nice. weeks ago it was, it was some sort of package or something i don't know it was something and 
I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, fault it. So I was like, yep, add that to the, you know, the Kindle and to the TBR. And um, yeah, I, I really like that type of, um, you know, type of imagery. And from what I've heard, I'm just like, okay, that's going to be my type of thing. So yeah, that's a, yeah, those are as, two, that's a really um, good one. As for indie publishing in my genre, well, she's not straight up indie, she's hybrid, but Danielle Jensen. Oh, okay. Um, and she, full disclosure, she's kind of a friend of mine and I oh, cool. adore her. But before I knew her, I was a fan of the Bridge Kingdom. I mm. just love her world building. Like there isn't even that much fantasy in her book. Like I usually prefer more magic than that. But but her world building is just beautiful. Like it's so good. And her tension, like, oh, she's so good. But oh, that's really anyway, good I'll stop gushing. <laughs> oh, no, it's, that's, it's, it's really good to know. I'm always... I'm always uh, like my wife, she's I was like, she's like, is this a, when I go buy a book, she's like, is this a reading book or is this a book that you're reading to get better at writing? You know, oh, right. Yeah. I'm like, eh, a little bit of both. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, and sometimes you have to read it twice because of that. You're like, okay, I just got caught up and I forgot to look at her technique yep. and I just enjoyed it so much. Yep. And which then you have to go Audible, back again and study it. Right. Yeah. Which is where I think Audible <laughs> comes in perfectly for me because I, you know, I like John Flanagan's one of them, the um, Rangers Apprentice series. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really writing at that time. I had a lot going on in my life and it wasn't great. So I had stopped writing, which I think was one reason why it wasn't great. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, I was so focused on getting a job at the time. This was like years ago. And I, but I had read his series and it really got me back into wanting to write because I love the main character and his interaction with um, his older like mentor character and the camaraderie. But like you said, like it's a very um, usually I like more, you know, fantasy or creatures or magic. There's no technically magic in the world or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very low magic, but the world building was just done so well. The characters had such a great interaction with one another. You know, I felt like the characters themselves were the world building and, so I've been going back recently and re-listening to them on Audible. And I just got done with book one the other day as we came back from a trip. And I, it just gave me so many ideas. And yeah, yeah. so it, it, sometimes I always try to tell people, if you don't have time to reread a book, like listen to it on Audible again. Because, you you know, especially as a writer, you might be able to. It is a different experience for sure yeah. when you're hearing it too. I think you just process it differently. Like the things that go through your head. Yeah. And because I feel like you're not you know, you're, you know, obviously you're not like reading it. So, you know, I think you are able to, you know, just use the images in your head and you don't have to, mm-hmm. I feel like my friend made a good point. He's like, you're not as distracted, you know, with you right. know, spelling mistakes or this and that. He's like, maybe you don't get pulled out as much of the text. And I was like, yeah, that, that's a good point. You know, you don't have to worry about flipping pages and, you know, right. the parts of paragraphs and, and things like that. So yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's I always, a, do you listen faster speed when you're doing that, when you're listening to audiobooks? No, but you know, I probably should because sometimes I'm just like, I'm listening, so I'm not going to say which one, but I listened to a, um, a science fiction book that I had read and I read the book one. I want to get back into more science fiction um, because I was writing a lot of it and then I took a break. Um, I got kind of stuck here and there with some things. I think I need some help, um, but like in terms of structure and things, but I, um, mm-hmm was listening to one and I just like I really enjoy the story and I love reading the book but like I keep forgetting you can do that so I that's why I actually switched to the other series um with John Flanagan because I was just like the narrator does a much better job 
where it's just mm-hmm. like, bam, 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 where you don't even need to do that. And it's such an up-tempo book where it's like, you're done before you know it. Whereas this other one, I'm like, are we done yeah. yet? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, see, like I, I'm honestly like that with almost all of them. I have to mm. speed them up. Like I used to not be able to listen to audiobooks. I just can't like, if it's at a stately regular speed, my mind, even if I adore it, my yeah, mind yeah. just goes, meow. Yeah, like, yeah. and then I'll be like driving and I'll be like, Oh, this has been on for an hour. I've been yeah. plotting a book, you know, no, but yeah, totally. if I put it on really, really fast, like two times speed or even more like I have to listen to try to catch it and it for some reason makes me pay attention to it and I actually really enjoy that like it's kind of fun but you know this southern girl if they have like a British accent sometimes I can't go that fast because I'm like you're (laughs) going really too too quick for this gal yeah yeah, (laughs) I do not know what you just said there but yeah well that's what's funny like John Flanagan had a um, he's British so he had a British you know narrator and the guy like I mean, he just did such a good job but it was it was like it was like bam 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 and yeah he said my wife she goes this is a pretty up tempo you know i'm like i know i'm like and i just <laughs> I, like I blew it. through yeah i blew through like the eight and a half hours i mean it just yeah it was very it just felt very consistent whereas the other one i'm i'm just so excited that my credit actually comes tomorrow so i get book two now so i can take a break All from right. the sci-fi but actually i'm thinking now I, i'm just gonna have to do that it's like just keep forgetting that you can do that but yeah, that's a well, really plus, good suggestion. I'm like, I'm like, um, I don't know if you've done those Clifton Strength things that Becca Syme is always talking about. If you've heard Becca Syme's name I, I, about, I, yeah, yeah, I, I've heard it. I've not tried that yet, but yeah, I was just um, talking to somebody I'm, else about that. One of my top five is Achiever, so mm. I like to check things off a list. And mm. so, listening to an audiobook really fast and getting it done. <laughs> is really like satisfying to my personality <laughs> which is really not the way you're supposed to enjoy things yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know oh well there it is sometimes I like that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair well I'm going to try that out that actually sounds really interesting I'll have to do that on my, my drive into work tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's that last one there uh, do you have any promos news updates or current projects that you'd like to share with us Um, Yeah, definitely. My uh, book two in my duology uh, comes out on July 31st. It's called Rise of the Fire Queen. Um, The first book is Stolen by the Shadow King. Um, So this is fantasy romance as well, written in the same world as my kingdoms of lore, but in the underworld. So it's loosely inspired by Hades and Persephone, um, because I have long been obsessed with that story. Oh, yeah, that's Um, a good one. Yeah. So, um, and it's been interesting writing a duology. So uh, I've not done that before. So it was a new, fresh, fun experience and I, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. So uh, July 31st, that comes out um, and that will be complete. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. I always, I always thought I would just be like a trilogy person. And then now just so many authors I've talked to, I'm like, oh, I could see myself doing a duology or I could see myself doing, you know, five books or, you know, something, you know, something like that. I'm like, kind of think a little bit more you know now uh well it's probably like new stuff like, too once you've been yeah doing it for exactly a while, you know yeah yeah keeps no. it fresh keeps you on yeah, your toes <laughs> yeah definitely i never thought i'd see i never thought i would do it years ago and now i'm like really strongly considering like actually planning out this particular story for a duology because i keep thinking well i don't have enough for three books and i'm like but they're going to be bigger so i'm like oh actually a duology would actually make a lot of sense so yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really good idea 
well, that's exciting, you know, that you got something, you know, ready to go for the end of the month. I feel like, uh, you know, it's a really good time. I know personally, before school starts again, I always tend to buy a lot, you know, in anticipation, you know, once the school year gets busy, particularly on Kindle and Nook. <laughs> probably. Right, right. Because I, well, I, I just like to have them on my phone, you know, so that when I'm at school, mm-hmm. I can just, you know, in between Read things. lunch break or yeah, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. or sometimes I sub and it's like usually I send study halls or something. So, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. Um, well, I, thank you so much, Alicia. It was a great time chatting with you. I'm so glad, again, like I said, that I could you know, connect with you on Facebook, you know, from Thank a like Thank you so page, much for you know, having and, me. Yeah. 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 Thank Anytime. you so much. It's been fun. I've enjoyed chatting with you. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Well, you know, if there's anything else I can do, you know, to help you out or, you know, feel free to tag me in anything, send me anything and, you know, I'll put it anywhere. Um, just want to remind our audience to check out Alicia's the links in the description. Um, you know, as per always, we just want to remind you, you know, that, you know, for Audible, um, you know, for, you know, Kindle, Nook, wherever, um, you know, you're finding someone's book, just please make sure you're reviewing them, you know, giving some sort of, you know, feedback, things like that. I like this because of this, um, you know, otherwise it's kind of hard for people to find you with the algorithms, uh, excuse me, particularly on Amazon and Kindle. Um, so please make sure you do that. Uh, so they'll be there um, wherever this podcast is found per usual. Um, like I said, Alicia, if there's anything else we can do to help you out, you know, just email me, message me. Uh, if you have a great idea or you know the kickstarter you know it's going really well or you want to try and you know come back and have us help you with that uh, and promote that uh just get a hold i of would me love and, that that would be great be more than happy to help you out in any way that we can so awesome thank you so much yeah not a problem well alicia you have a great rest of the night and i will you know be sending you an email shortly um for your schedule and things like that and we'll get your you know episodes all posted and uh keep you updated so thank you Excellent. good night have a good rest of the night <laughs> Bye.